Well, I don't trust your judgment. Why not? Mm, you're no judge. I am not a judge. That is true. That'd be cool if I. What if I was a judge and I could wear one of those cool like powdered wigs that like has curls on each side and then I can like slam a gavel down. And then we could all call you your honor. That would be. Pr- I want to be called your honor. Yeah. I sexually identify as your honor now. This is getting weird. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Gameware Express. My name is Adam Arinder, and it is Friday, September the 30th, 2016. You're listening to episode number 146, unless you're Neil Bonham, because you're on episode number 146. That's me. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. Me and you again. Nothing but destiny. Get ready. Uh, Steven's still out of town for work, and Vaughn is on the way to CEO Taku, which is uh, something in Orlando. It's a fighting game tournament. That's like all Vaughn does now, is fighting game tournaments. Peace. Yeah, we don't need either of them. Yeah. We got this. Final round. That was in Atlanta in, like, March, I think. Nice. If Vaughn were here, he'd be able to tell us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I feel like we do this too much on, on intro questions. But it's a special one today. Ooh. Yesterday. We always celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. Mm-hmm. And it's usually just some like little game, but I have nothing else to come up with for an intro question. But this time it's legitimate because yesterday marked the 20th anniversary of the Nintendo 64. Oh, here in the I States. thought you were going to talk about the 17th anniversary of Creed's Human Clay. Oh, that's nope. We're, we're just going to do that instead. <laughs> what Creed album influenced you the most in um, your life? I think they had this one called Absolutely None of Them. <laughs> that's that's a good answer. <laughs> Although um, Hire did come to Rock Band 3, uh, Rock Band Network DLC, and that was like the best song ever, but it did not make it to Rock Band 4. That's a shame. So that's sad. But real intro question, I'm not going to ask you your favorite N64 game because that's trite. I want to know, in your opinion, let's just talk about how the N64 like shaped gaming and how – we like see it today because i mean it really turned some heads especially with like mario 64 or coming out and Mm -hmm. like kind of setting how 3d platformers work coming from a 2d age yeah it was definitely the more of the 3d consoles than of the two at the time yeah i mean or i guess three if you count the saturn i mean i love me some crash bandicoot but i mean you can't there's no argument that mario 64 was like the superior 3d platformer and the way Nintendo was able to take those 2D games and put them in 3D worlds, Mario, Zelda, and then well, GameCube with like Metroid and stuff, was like just super impressive and kind of helped shave that path of what 3D platformers and what the 3D like gaming space, you know, was like. Yeah, especially when you look at other big franchises too that, you know, made the 2D to 3D jump like Final Fantasy. You know, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII is magnificent, one of my favorite games ever. But when you look in terms of gameplay, it didn't really change much from the 2D games. Right. They whereas, just all look like triangular snowmen. Right. Whereas things like Mario and Zelda did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, while keeping elements of the older games. Right. They were a completely new feel mm-hmm. in 3D. Because, like, it was just little cute things that Nintendo always does. Like, your camera in Mario 64 is like Locky 2 just flying around you, and right. that's what you control them. They, they, they make 
like story elements on why it's yeah. like this, and that's that's just really charming to me. That's really, what I've like, always creative. loved about the Mario Kart series. Yeah, with how well they built this world of Mario mm-hmm. to even incorporate a kart racing right. series. World of and, Mario Legion coming yeah. out next week. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but I call no, Peach. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it, it's really cool. It's it's something I always wanted as a kid, and you know, never mm-hmm. have one because you know my dad said Nintendo was stupid, and but I always. Went over to my friend's house and we played Mario Kart and like Pokemon Stadium mini games and stuff. So yeah. that's like my memories of the Nintendo 64. Plus, it was just cool with Pokemon in general, be able to put your like red and blue cart in the transfer pack and play Pokemon Stadium with your Pokemon and yeah. see them in 3D. And that was like really neat. Yeah, they had lots of little cool peripherals like that. I mean, the introduction of the Rumble Pack with Star Fox yeah. was great. Um, I'm like you though, too. I didn't get one until a little late. Well, I got one a little later. Mm-hmm. Still during the time that it was out. Right. But I got the PlayStation the year it launched, and I got the Nintendo 64 when Zelda came out. Okay. And, man, that was such a good Christmas. I got Zelda, <laughs> GoldenEye, and Jet Force Gemini, mm-hmm. and WCW NWO Revenge. And it was so fantastic. You don't need any other games ever again. Yeah, really. It was really such good. a good Christmas. Oh, man. I, the memories of the 64 are just great. I I mean, being a huge Link to the Past fan and how much that game meant to my childhood, just playing Ocarina of Time was so surreal. I, I still, every time I play Ocarina of Time, I still get the giddies of being really? like 11, 12-year-old Neil. And That's really cool. Like just loving the, you know, how how it looked and played mm-hmm. and being so much more absorbed into the Zelda world was so awesome. No, it's really cool. And then like, you know, Smash Brothers, that blew my mind because it's like all the Nintendo yeah. characters fighting. And to me, Ness is always a Smash character, not an Earthbound character. Because <laughs> I didn't even know what the fuck Earthbound was. Right. Some weird game from Japan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a really cool little system. It's just Nintendo doing their Nintendo thing where they always seem to be like held back technologically and still sticking with cartridges when everyone else is moving to CDs. And that lost some stuff, like Final Fantasy, you know, moving yeah. to, to PlayStation because of the CD. But it's always fun blowing in the cartridges and, and all the, jamming them in there. All the um, awesome colors it got yep, that's were true. great. I remember the one I got was the one with the atomic purple controller. Oh, that's So I still yeah. have that. And um, I ended up eventually later on buying the orange one mm-hmm. from the, what, what was it, the Rainbow Series is what they call it. They had... Oh, with all the different like clear colors. Right. Yeah. yeah, I had a green one, like nice. a clear green one. Now a black one. Nice, like my soul. Yeah, I, I still have both. <laughs> Do you have a favorite game? Favorite game on sixty four. Man, that's it's tough. There are a lot. That is so. That is really tough. Um, God, but if I, I guess if I had to really choose one, as far as like favorite game, just most memories, everything was Goldeneye. Okay. Yeah. You know, just. Multiplayer with friends, the single player campaign. It's a it's one of the few games where I've gone through on every single difficulty, beat and unlocked everything. Mm-hmm. It was just oh so much fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Goldeneye, uh, we will be playing Goldeneye on our Extra Life campaign, which is on Saturday, November fifth. Right now, I have Goldeneye penciled in at six p.m. Hey, prime time. Twitch.tv slash Team Gameware BR. Be sure to tune in for that. Uh, mine's probably Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. I played that game so much in college with my roommates. Uh, and that's where I got most of it when I was playing it. 18, not at 11. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got like really good at that one. That's why the 64 version is still my favorite, even though obviously everyone else loves Melee. Or I guess even Smash 4. But I played Kirby because when I was 11, he could fly. I liked Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu's good too. Pikachu's good too. I just like throwing Pokeballs at people. Yeah. And that's it. A lot of the OG stages are awesome too. Yeah. In Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Just in the simpleness, like I feel like it got really complex later in. The, oh yeah, the stuff. Like so I, I just, just miss like things like of it. where you're on top of the starship. Yeah, or the Star Fox ship, and mm-hmm. you know one R wing flies <laughs> by, adding a platform. Now it's just dodge the bullets because, or not bullets, lasers. I guess they are because mm-hmm. Star Wolf is attacking you. you right. <laughs> and speaking of Smash Brothers, not playing Smash sixty four, but. At uh, 11 p.m., we'll be playing Super Smash Brothers for Wii U on our Extra Life uh, campaign, twitch.tv slash TeamGameWareBR, 11 p.m., Saturday, November 5th. Not primetime. Nope. Well, see, for gamers, I'd say primetime is like 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Yeah, true. But for like traditional folks, like primetime is like 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, football time. Football time, exactly. Uh, So yeah, we're still uh, planning Extra Life. Uh, I still need to set up on this year's page but just start plugging that away early we're only like five or six weeks away uh raising money for our late lake children's hospital over the past two years we raised over twenty seven hundred dollars that's a good number trying to break four thousand this year so we could uh, we would love your support and we could use your support too uh neil what have you been playing this week i actually already know that answer <laughs> Want to talk about Destiny? Uh, yeah, we can. Okay. Sure. I love talking left, about they, Destiny. That's what happens when they leave. They leave us in charge. Hey, you know what? They're not going to listen. <laughs> that's true. So we're now a week and a little bit into uh, mm-hmm. Rise of Iron. Into week two of year three. Yeah. We uh, we finished the campaign. Yeah. All like five missions. Five, six missions, yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the campaign? Um, I feel like it was really quick. Yeah. I feel like that was really expected. Yeah. Um, but well, I really love the end of it. Yeah, no, no spoilers, I guess. And yeah. if you're playing Destiny and you haven't like at this point beaten that, it's it's really cool because it's one of those things where it's so different using the giant flaming axe and like the music is so good while you're taking yeah. down the. Well, I won't tell you you're killing, I guess, but it's just really neat and what you have to do to like recharge the axe because you let me do the axe part while you were shooting them and i was like oh my axe isn't on fire anymore and you're like do you want me to tell you how to do fix that i'm like nope i'll figure it out (laughs) and then i went and figured it out but yeah i was a little disappointed with how short it was i guess i was expecting something longer yeah uh for the 30 dollar price point when this felt closer to like a dark below for 20 yeah i kind of Figured like I mean it was that good middleman I mm-hmm. guess in a sense because Taken King was twelve story missions mm-hmm. um, I think somewhere around now ten to twelve this was five or six and Dark Below was three oh really it was yeah three. it was it was really oh, short okay. um, I don't think I've done the new strikes yet so I mean I still have stuff to do and obviously I haven't yeah. done the raid because I just dropped I think last Friday when we were right. recording so yeah I haven't done the raid either there's been lots of really cool things happening in that though mm-hmm. a lot of people really love the raid it's apparently short. I mean, the first team to beat it beat it in about two hours. Oh wow! So, but that, that's, that's them trying to figure it out too, right? Yeah. But um, but what I love is apparently the depth of the mysteries in this raid. Like, where yeah, it's quick, but there's way more to finding in this. Okay. Well, I still haven't um, done the last raid, so yeah. I'm a little well, behind. Well, and there. see, that one's just like long and technical. Oh really? Yeah. So um, from no what cheese I, spots where you just everyone jump off the ledge and you res, and everything's dead. The, yeah, the, not really, because because it's so technical, 
it's really more about your positioning and staying alive than it is doing a lot of damage or being a lot stronger. Yeah. I mean, of course, DPS is always a factor in this game, but um, that raid is not like vault of glass where mm-hmm. you, you know you you just do these commanding steps. If you fail, it's like like when you fail in King's Fall, you have to wipe. It's oh, not just okay. like start over, right? Or, or it is start over. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but. It's not yeah. just power through with three people and hope you can hit the checkpoint right. while everyone else is Yeah, like, like there's been people who have soloed Oryx, mm-hmm. but to get there, you still have to have... I, I'm pretty sure you have to have at least four people to oh, really? do this raid. Hmm. So. Interesting. So I'm you know, excited to check that out. I know you're telling me Iron Banner's coming back next week. Yep. It'll be Supremacy. What's the new... Like, the new mode. Confirm mode. I think we right. talked about that some last week. Um, Which is Shotguns Galore. Yeah, so that'll that, be that makes interesting. Sense. That's how I played a lot at first, you know, you just run, slide, shotgun, or shotgun punch. Yeah, I tried, you know, being the fusion rifle person I am, but in that mode I can't, I have to resort to shotgun. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I switched to fusion rifle to get, uh, what was that, year one gun for Crucible, you had to get Thorn, Thorn maybe? We had to get a lot of void kills. Yeah. Yeah, so the only void thing I had was a fusion rifle, so I got really good with fusion rifle. Well, that's back. Oh, good. You can get Thorn again, have the Thorn quest. Great. I think it's a little different, okay. But I'm pretty sure they still have the void kills part in there. So is this is year three just like, hey, we remember how much you liked year one? We're just bringing everything back, yeah, including Galahorn. the grind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to play too much this week. I know we've kind of had conflicting schedules, yeah. um, but I do want to play more. I texted Katie and asked her what her light level was, and she was right there with me. Mm-hmm. And then she never replied again. So I was like, okay, I just really want to play Destiny. But I've been playing other fun things. <laughs> but have you been playing anything else besides Destiny? The only other thing I've played this week was I finally got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Manhattan game. Okay. The Platinum game. Yeah. Um, How's that? You know, it's worth $12. Okay, so you got it for a little cheaper than the $50 yeah. they were asking at right. lunch. Right, yeah. Um, Gamefly had a sale. Okay. So And it was 12 dollars so $13. $12.99. Okay. Um, free shipping, you know, all that kind of stuff. What are you but, playing uh, on PS4? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the game looks gorgeous. The art, the art direction, like how it just looks like a 3D comic book and everything. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much what you saw in the stills, like how great that looks. It looks that great in the game. Okay. Um, but other than that, the game itself is okay. Put it on the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's got some cool little combination moves. Um, they vary between turtles. Uh, you can switch between turtles instantly. There, it's always all four of you. Right. So the AI just controls the other three until you switch. Mm-hmm. Um, That's kind of similar to that terrible turtles game I reviewed back in like 2013. Out of the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. That this one's nowhere near that bad. Okay. Um, this one at least has open level design, mm-hmm. <laughs> not invisible wall sewers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's you know it's cool. As a teenage mutant ninja turtles fan, I am enjoying it right i mean as a like is this one of the best action games like bayonetta and mm-hmm. transformers devastation absolutely not right um especially like you know with the quality you expect from a from a platinum game i mean this this is the worst platinum game i've ever played Ugh. yeah you know it's no bayonetta it's no um vanquish it's you know it, it's it's nowhere near that tier I'm curious to check it out because I played Korra, Legend of Korra, a couple years ago, and that was Platinum, and that was bad. Like, yeah. I don't know if Platinum just can't do licensed stuff, or they're just rushing it out, or if it's a B team, this, or this is the team that made that. Oh well, there you go. So 
at me. Now, I, as I haven't played Korra, I would put money that this is better than that. From what I've seen, I watched Giant Bomb's quick look of this game when it came out, and it did look better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those things where I really wish this was couch co-op. Right, same here. Because I would have bought it immediately and been playing it. I just, I mean, the cheap, the cheapest I can find it right now because I didn't do that GameFly thing is Amazon has it for thirty-four. I'd wait. Yeah. So, um, I do kind of understand with how the game works why it's not couch co-op because mm-hmm. it would definitely have to be split screen. I guess because you can because you can veer off. Right. You know, your tur- the other turtles will go off fighting enemies in the open area. I mean, they could have done it like they like. Like old Turtles in Time HD, which had four players, or any of those 2D ones where the screens kind of stayed locked to where you were, and they could have just done that like a 3D space to make you all yeah, stay together. Yeah, but they go further away than that. I mean, oh. this would be like panning out, and you'd have to have like a huge aerial view. I mean, mm. your, your other Turtles will literally go blocks away. Oh, okay. It, you know, so... Um, and another annoying thing I don't really like is how they do the mission structure. So the story mode is where you just pick a level. So, you know, stage one is Bebop. Um, then oh, they just right. drop you in the residential area, and there it's just a big open level. Mm-hmm. And you do these things. The only thing is I don't like that you don't go to a mission. Instead, it's more you're running around, and all of a sudden April radios you. And it's like, hey, there's these rampaging trucks. Go beat those. So you click your little goggles, find out where they are, and then run over there. Go there, and then you have to defeat the trucks. Like, I wish it was more just icons, and you go to them and select Like a Dynasty Warriors game? Sure, or like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. just, just have, well, like, different playing Attack on Titan, up. it's like, they, you kind of pick your level, it drops you in there, and then it's just like, go over here and do something. Yeah. Now go over here and do something. That's how this is. Okay. That's exactly how this is. And, mm-hmm. I, and so you do so much until it you know, alerts Bebop, and then you go find Bebop, and you right. fight Bebop, and holy fuck, the boss fights are hard. Yeah, that's the one thing um, I kind of gather. It's insane. I, like, I went into Bebop right away, but no, I like, right whenever he's alerted, I, I you know, you gotta go back and do things to raise your health bar and all that Okay, so stuff. you can, like, yeah. le- there is some, like, level progression. Kind yeah, of like, as you or... beat missions, it'll give you, like, HP plus yeah. and stuff like that. So, which is pizzas. It's four slices of pizzas. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's some really neat moves that are very characteristic to each mm-hmm. character. So, all of them basically... Ha- so, of the four move set, three of them are the same across every turtle. The okay. giant shuriken, the combo move, and stuff like that. But then each of them has a very unique move. And one of them, you know, just I, as far as characteristics go, I'll do Michelangelo because he's my favorite turtle. But his right. is called Cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it boosts the attack power of the other three turtles and their attack rate. So they just start annihilating things. But the funny thing is, like, all Michelangelo does is he gets pom-poms and sits there and, like, cheers for them the whole That's time. Funny. Like, so See, at least gives the like turtles that. some type of character characteristics yeah. that when I played Out of the Shadows, it was just like, not no. there. Yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely very iconic turtles, mm-hmm. very much personal. Even down to the point of whenever you're doing story mode, you select what turtle you want to start as, and when you pick Michelangelo, you just hear, "Ooh, someone likey Mikey." <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So it, it had, you know, it's it's definitely good. It, it's a good fan game. Yeah, and if it was twenty dollars, I would have absolutely. Been all over it. Yeah, I wouldn't pay more than twenty bucks for it. Um, but yeah, as an action game, it doesn't really just have like 
the oomph of something like Bayonetta or right. Devil May Cry, you know. I mean, I, I know you're a big Turtles fan. It's just like if next year, like, a shitty Power Rangers game came out because that movie's coming out, I'll mm-hmm. get it. And I'll probably be like, this is bad, but I love Power Rangers, so I'm going to sit here and do it. I bet this team is making it. Probably. <laughs> probably. And I play the shit out of it, too. Yeah. Hey, Power Rangers has had some great games throughout the years. The yeah. ones on Super Nintendo were fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The movie game on my Genesis I played the hell out of as a kid. Like, yeah. There's the fighting game on the, the, the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So we'll see about that for next year. Uh, I finished Dead Rising. Awesome. That game is cool. Sweet. <laughs> I'm Adam approves 10 years later. But to say, I'm really upset. I put it on Twitter, I'm like really upset it, it took me like 10 years to do this. And I let it get by me two times. But yeah, I really enjoyed this game. It just took y'all telling me like play it like a roguelike you got to restart yeah. like you, you can't save everyone like all these things i'm like okay because i was stressing out about everything you know sometimes that happens though i mean i've gone back and played playstation 2 games that i didn't like and bec- and it's almost like i can appreciate the flaws of it being an older game that mm-hmm. i like it more now right you mm-hmm. know and i, I think dead rising may kind of have that effect on you i mean granted well, it's like, understanding that it was roguelike when roguelike was not a thing. Right, and it's not it's not roguelike, but it's kind of but it kind of is. It's yeah. roguelike like, like, like. Uh, <laughs> it's just zombies are my thing, and a game where you're zombies in a mall and you pick up whatever. Like that just seemed like my kind of deal, and it always upset me. I could never get into that that series, but it also helped that. You know, I was told get the chainsaw, get the little chainsaw, get the three books, and you just fucking tear through everyone. But I think another reason I really liked it is because it reminded me a lot of Luigi's Mansion, and mm-hmm. the fact that you know the reason I love Luigi's Mansion is to kind of throw you out there, and it's your job just to explore everywhere, and the story just kind of naturally happens as you explore, and the ghosts are just kind of there to get in your way, and you kind of have to take care of them. And then you do boss fights, right? Which you know help lead the story more and that's exactly like with this you kind of have to go around the mall and explore and find people but then you have these fights with these psychopaths and once you beat them kind of push the story forward and it's it's really neat and i think that's why i liked it so much i just picked up two today and i put it in for like five seconds i got to the first save point stop so that's what i'll be probably talking about next week yeah, the two's really awesome, especially with the introduction of the weapon combination system. Yeah, um, the AI is much better. You can mm-hmm. hand them weapons and they'll fight and fend themselves off really yeah, that, well. That was all. Yeah, that was a bad thing. And so. in the end of one, once I got like the brainwashing book from the cult leader in the movie theater, uh, that really helped with the survivors because instead of like they just ran. Like if I ran, they ran. Yeah. And the only time they stopped is if there was a huge horde of zombies and they just got grabbed. Whereas before they always get scared or try to like fight. I'm like, no, just come on. Right. Follow me. Yeah. So I'm excited uh, to play that. I'm sad it's not Frank West, but I know I can just get off the record and get more Frank West. Uh, but yeah, I'm, what was Chuck? It's Chuck Green. Chuck, yeah, he's not that bad. No, yeah, and I'm curious to see, like, because the story for Dead, I guess, spoilers for a 10-year-old game that just re-released. The story was fucking ridiculous, but it made sense with, like, them infecting, like, the little kids and then spreading them across the country. Like, okay, right. that's how they can make more of these in random places. And from what I gathered from two... It seems like I guess it's kind of like the end of Shaun of the Dead, where now they just kind of like live with the zombies, and they're just like a part of everyday life right. now. Uh, so I'm just uh, I'm curious to see how much they like lean into that and and what's going to happen. So I'm excited to check it out. I wish we got it in when I because I finished Dead Rising on Sunday, and I was hoping uh, to snag an early copy of Dead Rising two, but we didn't get it in in time. So instead. I just wanted to continue reliving like my mid 2000s self, and I started playing Bioshock again, the Bioshock oh, yeah. collection on PS4. And man, Bioshock is such a good game. 
like probably my favorite game of all time. I always toss it back and forth between that and Sonic 2 just for the nostalgia, but probably Bioshock. Would you kindly just pick one, please? <laughs> exactly. The only thing about replaying Bioshock, granted it's been nine years, so it is a little better, but the whole reason I love the first Bioshock was the narrative pushing you forward and the mysteries of Rapture and like what's going mm -hmm. on. And playing it again, since I know what happens, it's not as magical. And the gunplay and stuff isn't the best. Um, but it's still fun because, again, no spoilers, but if you know what happens, replaying the game knowing what happens is fun picking up on little things. Um, but it is becoming a little bit of a drag because I'm in the middle. I'm like, I think I'm like right at halfway. And it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to get to like where things are going to happen, you know? Yeah. Because shooting the, the the auto rifle or the machine gun or shooting the, the shotgun is getting a little old. Yeah. And the same Houdini splicers popping in and out is getting a little old. But it's still a fantastic game. If you haven't played it, I mean, you get all three of them for $60 on PS4 or Xbox One. And it's such a fantastic game. Bioshock 2, eh. Infinite's good. That's one that actually, going back to Destiny, that's one reason I really like Rise of Iron 2 also, because um, it's such a blend of things I really love as far as even a game like Bioshock, mm -hmm. just with its story and how you have the devil splicers and how yeah. they're using SIVA. And, I think that helped um, too, like when we were playing yeah, Destiny, the, the enemies yeah. are called splicers. I'm like, okay, I need to go back and play Bioshock yeah. now. And I, I don't know if you got to the part where you learned like what they were actually doing, like how they were experimenting on the hive, and that's why the ogre is infected and stuff like no, that. No, I don't think so. Oh, well, whoops, spoilers. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's like really cool you know, having the lore of the Fallen and how they, they actually have these mad scientists, and I think he's one of the raid bosses. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a splicer priest. Mm. He's basically this mad scientist that has been, like, you know, was the forefront of this whole thing going mm -hmm. on, you know, and that's why like everything's being built out of human technology. Remember, I think I showed you one of the little areas had the giant servitor that looks like it's being made out of the, with the planes wings and stuff like that. Just like Maybe. sit and crash on the wall. I okay. actually think that's the entrance to the raid, but I'm okay. not sure. Um, anyway, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other thing was game of Thrones. Oh know, yeah. With the wolves and mountains and right. snow and magic. Um, this time though, cause in Bioshock, uh, one of the driving forces is you need to get Adam because that's what powers your powers. Mm -hmm. And to get that, you have to fight the big dad. You have to get the little the Adam from the little sisters, which are protected by the big daddies. And the first time I played it, I harvested all the little sisters because my idiot roommate was like, "You should harvest them," and that gives you the bad ending. Uh, so when I got to the bad ending, I was like, "Wait, what? I'm evil." So this time I'm doing it as good. And uh, if you do that, you get a special plasmid I didn't know about where you can hypnotize the big daddies to mm -hmm. like protect you. So that's been helpful. How about that opening trailer when that game came out? That was cool. Like where you're fighting the big daddy with the wrench and then mm -hmm. you look down and the drill just like comes through your stomach. Yeah. Oh man, so good. So yeah, if you haven't first played Bioshock, uh, do please it. do. <laughs> please do. And Especially now that I saw this was running at 60 frames a second. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it's man. funny because it looks like it did to me nine years ago. And that's what we say about all these remasters that come out. Mm-hmm. But I know if I go put in the 360 version of Bioshock, it would look like shit, probably. Yeah. But yeah. Well, this doesn't even like this looks new, but it like runs how I imagined right. it used to. Mm -hmm. But I know it didn't because I know that game ran sluggish. Luckily, I was like 18 and didn't know any better. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to go back and play Bioshock 2 and Infinite again. 
I might go back through two because I've heard good things about Minerva's Den. It is really good, yeah. Uh, or I might play a little bit of two and then just jump to Minerva's Den. I don't know if I can do that. Two is a pretty quick game. Yeah, my my comparison that I stick with that with between Bioshock One and Bioshock Two is like, have you seen Twenty Eight Days Later? Yeah. Have you seen Twenty Eight Weeks Later? Yeah. It's like they both take place in the same universe, but like Twenty Eight Days Later is like really good, atmospheric, slow paced, emotional, right. and Twenty Eight Weeks Later is like, let's just shoot all the fucking zombies. Yeah, Bioshock Two just became basically what would be fan fiction. Yeah. Because it was canon. Until Infinite came out. Right. So it's like, oh, so. what if you were Big Daddy? And then it's like later, and like the little sisters yeah. grow up, and now they're like, big sis. And like, yeah. fuck you. No. Stupid. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Not and, a terrible game. No, no. And then switching back and forth between shooting splicers and shooting splicers, I picked up uh, Forza Horizon 3, ah. which came out this week. Uh, that game is fucking gorgeous. Uh, it's the first uh, Forza game I've ever played. Either Motorsport or Horizon. And it's uh, I'm enjoying it. It's It's been a while since I've had a racing game. I'd like to tend lean toward more towards the arcade-style racers. Like, growing mm-hmm. up loving me for speed. So that's why I never really played many Gran Turismos or Forzas. Because they seem more realistic. Right, yeah. Uh, driving. Uh, if there's, like, a scale for, like, Need for Speed's over here and, like, Gran Turismo's over here. You can't see this because it's a video podcast. Forza Horizons probably closer to the middle, but still leaning more towards like the Gran Turismo side. the simulation side than yeah. like Need for Speed, because I always thought Horizon was a little more arcadey and it is, but I still can't like take a turn at 120 miles an hour, tap A to power slide through it and boost out of it and keep going like I can in Need for Speed. So it has taken uh, some adjusting there, but the premise with have you played any of the Horizon games? No, all I've ever played is Forza Three. Okay, so the fourth which was fantastic. The Horizon series, what I understand, uh, like the first two or in this one, like the Horizons, like this festival where you like go somewhere and drive your car and listen to music. I guess like everyone gets drives their cars. I know the first game took place in Colorado. I don't remember where the second one took place, and this one's taking place in Australia. Um, and you this time you are like the boss of the Horizon Festival. So you need to like drive around. That's why you have a Mercedes. Yeah, you need to drive around and like be <laughs> cool and do cool stunts and win races so you can get money and get fans to expand your festival. And every time you expand your festival, you can get new cars and new and new races and things like that. Uh, but the map is huge and I the big thing with this game, I don't know if it was like this on other Horizon games is like all-terrain racing. You could be racing in the city. You can be racing in dune buggies on the beach. You can be racing in like the desert or the That's woods. Cool. And it, it's a lot of variety, and it is really cool. I just don't care. Like I'd rather just be city racing and not like in a fucking dune buggy driving around. Like I didn't I haven't enjoyed those parts as mm-hmm. much. Um, but I understand. It is cool to mix it up like that, and I, maybe I just need to get further to like get better cars to do that. Because when you start the game, like the first three or four like races or missions are like top tier cars in each class, and then they give you the shit to like have to start buying cars and right. leveling things up. And it was really frustrating because once that you have to like make you drive SUVs around, I'm like, why the fuck am I racing in a like a midsize? Like I didn't like uh, racing in SUVs and Need for Speed uh, Underground Two. <laughs> I don't like racing in SUVs now. And then they gave me, then it was like old muscle cars. And I pick the Camaro, because that's what I drive now. Uh, it's a new Camaro. Uh, but like, 
I don't know if I picked the wrong one or didn't tune it properly, but like in straightaways, I was getting like, everyone's blowing by me. So I was finishing like 10th and 11th every race, and that's not fun. Yeah. And then now I'm in like packs like newer cars and I have a Mercedes. I can do like 190 miles an hour. So it's it's a lot better. But um, but yeah, you could like pick when you can expand your festival. Do you like, do you want to do this one like it's on the beach and more city racing or this one's kind of out here in the desert? So I picked the city one. That's the one I was showing you. Mm -hmm. And you can also like uh, your uh, your mechanic guy is like, hey, I have a hot tip on an old junker. So you can like drive around this space and find like old barns with old cars into them, in them, and then he'll like fix them up. And I have a fixed up car. Um, and you can like customize your car and everything. And when I was 13 playing Need for Speed Underground, my favorite thing was tricking out my cars, being like exhibit, pimping my ride. Here I'm just like, I don't care, make it blue, and I just want to drive. Like I don't want to take the time and do all that. So I guess different versions of yeah. adam but you do have all those options you can uh download people's like wraps or skins for their car which look pretty neat like, yeah that's cool they, they they had that in forza 3 also okay yeah. uh so that's pretty neat it just takes forever to load that i don't know if my internet's bad i don't know if my xbox is slow i doubt it your internet's bad yeah uh so that's kind of frustrating every time i try to accidentally click on like the custom car whatever it's like loading i'm like come on yeah. Uh, there's also an auction house so you can like auction off your cars and spend in-game credits to buy other people's cars mm -hmm. um like it, it this game has like features crammed like pouring out of it and it's really cool a lot of outlets are like talking game of the year with it i, I need more time playing it but i'm enjoying it i like actually like the xbox one controller for racing games uh more so now than the ps4 controller mm-hmm uh, just because it's really cool to like feel the acceleration, like with the little rumble triggers as you're like accelerating, yeah, or when you crash, <laughs> which I do a lot. But it, it's neat. I'm really liking it. It's it's a fun change of pace, going back and forth between old dingy, like grungy Rapture and Bioshock, and then go and play like bright sunny beaches in Australia. <laughs> old Rapture. <laughs> yeah. Um, both of those games take place down under. There you go. Uh, ha! Yeah, pun game strong this week. <laughs> it's like I turned twenty-seven. My pun <laughs> like I, level twenty-seven. I'm like hey, the pun master. I told you it was a good number. You're right. Uh, one thing I've seen a lot of people, a lot of a few people complaining about on Twitter with this game since it takes place in Australia, you have to drive on the left side of the road, which I guess takes some getting used to. But it's like bothering people enough to like tweet snarkily about it. I'm like. Who cares? Do you really drive on the right side of the road in these racing games anyway? I usually drive in the middle so I can try to avoid all the traffic. Right. That is a really picky thing to be worried about. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, but, but you know, they if it took place in Australia and you drove on the right side, they'd probably complain that it wasn't realistic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, drive avatars are like a thing. They really like that word where you're racing and it like tells you you're racing against your friends, but not really. But I barely play on my Xbox One anyway, so I don't know who any of these people are on my friends list. But also, I booted it up today, and it was like, you earned 10,000 credits because you raced 161 other races for your friends, your Drivatar. So that's kind of neat that you can earn credits when you're not playing. So It's a really neat game. If you're into Forza or driving or racing, it's gorgeous. I'm sure it even looks better on PC. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Check it out. Yeah, I want it. It's just, I don't know, now that I'm getting playing Dead Rising 2, if I'll like keep switching with that and Bioshock and Destiny. So it might take a backseat with Dead Rising for now, but we'll see. 
I just want to switch the discs. And it sucks on Xbox, you have to install every game. Because, like, I, still, I think after I beat Dead Rising 2, before I move on to Dead Rising 3, I need to beat Halo 5, because that's 88 gigs. That's a fifth of my hard drive. Uh, and I can't install many more things. I have to keep deleting stuff. Yeah, I can install that's a game games. I still haven't played. I'm about to just say screw going through Master Chief Collection. Oh, yeah. And just play it. That's like 75 gigs, too. Yeah. So, and then Gears of War 4 is in like three weeks. Oh, man. Game's starting to come out. Gears of War Forza. Gears of Gears Is of on Forza. the horizon. I hate you so much. Let's move on to news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another week of not a whole lot of news. We do have your free games for the month of October if you pay for your monthly subscription for PlayStation and Xbox. We talk a lot about Xbox this week. We're going we're gonna to start with Xbox. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. So for Xbox One, for the whole month of October, uh, you get Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings. It's a $20 value. Yours free. Uh, for the, like the the back half of the month, you get the Escapists. That's know. that's like I think that's a pretty good indie game. I haven't yeah. played it, but it always looked pretty interesting. It looks like a baseball, I guess, just because playoffs are about to start. I guess so. On your Xbox 360, which are also backwards compatible, uh, you get MX versus ATV Reflex, and I'm Alive, which is a hot indie title, Xbox Live Arcade. Switching over to the PlayStation side, a little bit better uh, lineup, I'd say. Uh, you get Resident Evil Remake. Nice. Re-re-remake for PS4. Also, Transformers Devastation, speaking of Platinum hey. Games. So, wow, finally nice. check that out. Because I've always always wanted to check that out, but I didn't want to pay as much money as they wanted me to pay them for it. And now I don't have to. Now it's 80 cents a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for PS3, it's Mad Riders and From Dust, which I have and never played. And then for Vita, it's Code Realize Tilda, Guardian of Rebirth Tilda. <laughs> and then also Actual Sunlight. So those are your hot games of gold and PlayStation Plus free games for the month of October in the year 2016. Yay, free stuff. Yep. Um, Firewatch is getting a movie. Did you see that? What? Yeah. They're making a Firewatch movie. Well, that, I already know how it ends. I know. But they're making a Firewatch movie. That's like Campo Santo is, or... They like sold the rights to. I think they're partnering else. with. I should have looked this up. They're mm. partnering with a movie studio, and they're. Uh, That's cool. To make this. You know, I, again, we, we talked about Firewatch. I wasn't the biggest fan of that game. I liked it. Um, but you know, it was the okay. movie. I mean, I'm sure it'll be different. I doubt uh, it's going to be the same story. Firewatch developer, this is from Polygon.com, Firewatch developer Campo Santo is moving into film development with an adaptation of the indie adventure game as its first theatrical project. The game, uh, the team is working with production and financing company Good Universe to create new games and movies, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Um, I didn't realize uh, these guys were veterans from Telltale. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't really look a lot into this studio after I... Uh, I played it, uh, but Henry, the the guy who voiced Henry, is going to be in this project too. Oh, that's cool. So that really helps a lot. 
I guess they'll... They can't tell the exact same story with this, could they? I mean, they have to expand it a little bit to make it reach I, an hour and a half? Or? Yeah, and I would also assume it would have quite a different ending. You think? To Yeah. I mean, I, I would... I think as a... You know, when you go into things like Firewatch and The Last of Us, like those things don't end how like a very well-received movie. movie would. How would you end it? Spoilers for Firewatch, I guess. I guess like with him actually meeting Delilah, because okay. I mean, because this game also has the choices. So I mean, what version are they going to choose? Like the one where right. you ignore her, or the one where you oh, actually go after her? That's true. You know, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see it. I, I enjoyed Firewatch. I really liked it for what it was. Considering it's saying that, um, because it says uh, there's neither a cast set in stone nor a release date for the upcoming film, although Mad Men's Rich Summer voiced the. Uh, Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. Maybe he's not attached to it yet. thought I'd heard that. There's neither a cast set in stone nor a release date for the upcoming film, although Mad Men's Rich Summer voiced the game's lead character, Henry. That's a terrible sentence. Ex-Kotaku. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder, if it, is it going to be live action? Is it going to be CG with voice, like the same voice actor? Is it going to be first person? I would assume it would be live action. You think? And... Yeah. Who would you get to play Henry? I would vote for... I don't even know what Henry looks like. There's a picture of him in the game. Is there? Yeah. I don't remember that. Just get... Uh, I, I mean, I I don't remember it. Just get Nick yeah. Offerman to play him. Nick Offerman. Hey, that... Yeah. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Actually, just make it Ron Swanson, not yeah. even Henry. <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. Uh, and he's going after Tammy 3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's neat. That's a really creepy gif. Um, Plus, also, you know, like with the... Because you know how like the game had the like spooky story of the kid and mm-hmm. how he went missing and stuff like they could probably broaden that to where it's actually like spooky and I guess the woods and Blair Witch Firewatch. Oh, I still need to see Blair Witch. Yeah, that that could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They, I'd feel they probably. I would want to. I would want to no, go like I don't creepy. Think so. but... Considering that it's the actual developers doing this, though, I guess they might keep it closer to it. But maybe they'll take their artistic license with their yeah. own product. Like I don't. Or what don't if know. it's like you know same universe not not even universe different. but like same days that all oh, this is happening but it's like a different yeah watchtower like the guy that creates the fire Ooh, that'd be neat it's all from the perspective of those girls who are <laughs> swimming and shooting fireworks sweet uh so look forward to that um nidhogg 2 is in development hell yeah uh the pixelated fencing game or get eaten by the giant worm uh, the developers announced that uh, it's a thing, and it'll be playable at TwitchCon this weekend, Sweet. which is going on right now. And it actually has graphics now. Nice. It's not just like little pixel people, which I kind of liked because how simple it was, but they actually have graphics now, and then the Nidhogg itself looks really fucking creepy. Cool. The, the worm thing. So that's coming out in 2017, is about all we know right now, because TwitchCon is actually taking place tomorrow. But... You mean now? Right now, today, Friday, September 30th, 2016. Uh, we'll hopefully have more uh, to talk about things. I really like Nidhogg. I was kind of hoping it was one of those, like, hey, it's here at TwitchCon, it's out next week, because then we could play it for Extra Life, which is Saturday, November 5th, starting at 10 a.m., twitch.tv slash teamgamewarebr. Um, but maybe next year. Uh, maybe next year. And that's, like, all the news I have. Unless I missed some things news-related. 
Yeah, I know rumor news. I know, but before we do that, I'm just trying to make sure there's no other actual news. It doesn't really look like it. Oh, uh, well, uh, Sony announced the PlayStation Experience is back this year, and it's going to be in Anaheim. Oh, that wasn't already announced? No. No, I think it was like, it was earlier this week. It was like Monday or Tuesday. I guess I just expected that to be Well, a thing. yeah. Well, it was, we knew it was going to be a thing, but like the dates and it's going to be in Anaheim. And where. Yeah. Because gotcha. the Game Awards are like two days before that in Los Angeles. Because it's kind of like the first year when they were both in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Game Awards were in LA. And then last year, PSX was in San Francisco. And now it's Game Awards is back in LA. And now they're in Anaheim. So what are you doing in December? You want to um, go to the Game Awards? And go, uh, uh, hopefully not sitting on a computer trying to pre-order a damn PlayStation that you haven't opened yet, <laughs> sir. I'm telling you, it's going to pay for a down payment on my house one day. I don't think it will. It's not. Like, it's still selling for, yeah, maybe not. It was selling for like 1200 last I checked. So it went down. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh. They were selling for like 15 plus. Fuck. Something better get that down payment going. <laughs> It's only gonna go better. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it for news. So let's move on to my new favorite segment of the show. Rumor has it. Actually, before we get into this, um, I'll just save up twelve hundred and like get it from you one day <laughs> okay. for the down payment. <laughs> uh, so rumor has it that uh, for Destiny Two, you will not be able to bring your characters forward, according to Kotaku dot com which is pulled from see which is post. which is funny because mm-hmm. um so going back like after reading the kotaku article i went back and actually read the neo gaff post mm-hmm. and it's not it's still just like a speculation even in the team like of course all this is speculation this is right. coming from some dude but he's apparently very reputable mm-hmm. he is like announced a lot of stuff that has ended up being true mm-hmm. apparently has lots of friends in the gaming industry may even work in it himself yeah. i'm sure um, but even they're like fighting with the fact of, you know, do we transfer the character? And it it's an interesting discussion to have. I personally mm-hmm. think that if you're going to transfer my character, I think it should be shaders, emblems, cosmetic things like that that I've earned as a year one player that will not be available in year two. I agree. Um, yeah, because we were having this discussion via text a little bit, and I was like, let's save it for the show, yeah. because I don't need all my guns to go forward. I don't need my armor, because I expect bigger and better things exactly. in a Destiny 2, but I want my dude with my fucking blue mohawk and my stupid like paint on my eyeball, and I want my shaders and stuff to show that, yeah, and see, one. I, I think, personally, I think you know something like that could transfer. But if they have a better character creation system, I don't want my Elvis green-eyed Awoken guy to I do. transfer. I hung out with him for three years now. So, I don't care what he looks like. Well, you know, but I do. <laughs> um, and But, again, uh, like you said, I just think they should expand on the guns, expand mm-hmm. on the gear, like right. make everything bigger. Make it to where you don't want to be using Galahorn year five. Right. You know? Do you want to start at level one again? Yes. Okay. Uh, because I think if you release a new entity, like... A lot of people are comparing this to WoW and all that kind of stuff, but WoW never got a new game. No, it didn't. WoW only got expansions, expansions. and everything in Destiny, every expansion, you have kept everything. Right. Just like in WoW. But this is going to be a completely new game, apparently. That we know of. That word. Yeah. Completely reworked. New Mm -hmm. engine. New system mechanics. Because they had to, when they made Destiny 1, you know, they were still making it for PS3 and Xbox 360. So I'm hoping if, if 
they do it like this that they blow the doors wide open because they've left yeah. previous gen in the past with Rise of Iron and hopefully they go forward with that because then I'll be okay with it. But I mean, Mass Effect lets you bring your version of Shepard over, but in the new game you got new weapons and you got mm-hmm. better armor and stuff. But your your story, your decisions, and the the face that you made yeah. was the same because I made mine look like Jack Shepard from Lost. Yeah, but that's uh, the thing is like the story like there are no story decisions in Destiny. Right. So of course that'll carry over because mm-hmm. it's a story. Right. Um, well, why don't they do it like in um, like Saints Row, like three to four, you could bring your character over, but then if you wanted to, you could still modify him with like the new stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I don't mind that. Like, oh, there's an explosion. Your face got burned. This is what we remember you look like, but do you want to look different? You know, like whatever yeah. bullshit reason they want to do to make you look different, or if you want to keep my same blue hawk, blue mohawk guy, like yeah. I can keep that. But I think, speaking realistically, I don't think your character is going to transfer over at all. I think, and that's a mistake in my opinion. I think there will be, you know, I think we'll get the shaders, the emblems, stuff like that. Maybe even the ships, mm-hmm. but I, I just I just don't see any reason for the character because I don't want to start a new game with a level forty character when it's built to be at level one. Like even in Vanilla Destiny, whenever you get the spark of light that raises you to twenty five or forty, depending on which one you got per expansion, mm-hmm. that's to open up the stories of the expansions at that time. Yeah. If you didn't use it, those aren't open, mm-hmm. and you have to play from level one. Which, in my opinion, you should do anyway. But. Right. But, um, you know, th- this game just, I don't think, should have that option. Like, I don't want the beginning of the game to be accessible at level 40. I just find it's weird that they, like, 40 just seems like a strangely arbitrary number for them to stop at if they're not going to continue it forward. But the light level games. is what matters. Yeah. The level is, like, for unlocking right events. Right, that's true. And another thing, too, going back to the characters is... These aren't characters that you've put time into to make them unique. They are, like, it's all based off of the class and subclass that you choose. Mm-hmm. So, let's say you run Arc Blade Hunter. Mm-hmm. If I have an Arc Blade Hunter with the same exact perks that you have selected, they are the exact same character. No, I know. Like, it's not like I put, well, more HP into this one. Right. And this one has more luck so there's better drops like that mm-hmm. that that's not how this game works right so technically like losing that character oh, means it's all nothing. cosmetics and it's all stupid and it's right. all like trivial anyway but i i also don't want to because people are you know wanting like hey i built up void walker i want it to go over and not have to rebuild that oh, right. well why not i don't want void walker to be the exact no, same void walker in destiny 2 i want new moves i want it maybe not even doing nova bomb it maybe instead of three different of one super be three different supers why not you know both why not bring your three over and then you have three more yeah or new that ones. you know yeah. that's fine but i i'm just looking at this realistically right and i don't think with the system that destiny is now i don't think we're going to get like no the I, same void no Walker and class. i and i agree with you like i i don't see it happening if they want to really rechange it which i feel like they need to to like really kind of get a fresh mm-hmm. start on these systems like you said with a new engine it just really bums me out and i wish there was a way they could yeah now do i think i you know again i i think you will be able to transfer cosmetically mm-hmm. just not any kind of build or light level or level yeah no that's and fine. i think they'll end up doing something and they even talked um so the the neogaf post goes on to talk about you know the play spaces 
and how they plan on changing that. And what do you so, mean? Um, like Earth oh, stuff uh, like. So apparently, the story of Destiny D two is heavily based around Saturn and the Cabal, and that's it. Yeah, because the Cabal get like so, shafted every and, time. And they're already talking about how the world of Saturn will be much bigger than all of the worlds in Destiny One. See that and that'd be really dumb. Like have a whole second game. Okay. Hold on. I know they have moons and shit, but still. No, 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 no. Not okay. even that. Like talking about like Destiny One stuff, like it even goes into that into what they're thinking or planning. And so it'll be you know, the the play spaces will be here's Saturn, mm-hmm. and in Saturn there's different towns and outposts that mm-hmm. you can go to. And while you're there, it'll be like World of Warcraft style, where you can queue up in the post where there's other guardians and be like, Hey, I want a raid. And then other people can join in, you know, and do stuff like that. So that'll that'll be really cool instead of, like, having to use all these third-party sources to be able to do stuff like that. But the thing is, with that, do you think people will move from their established third-party solutions they are using right now to use in-game stuff? If or it they'll just works keep really doing well, yes. what they're doing. I, okay. I don't see why there couldn't be both. Mm-hmm. But I would really love for Destiny to have it. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of times when people I'm playing with aren't on and I want to go do stuff that right. doesn't require matchmaking but i just don't do it because i'd rather play with the people that i right. know but if there's a system built into the game that's more incentive to go i hate playing with it. randos but a lot of the times now especially with my the light levels no yeah. i'm too low it's like i can't do the dailies by myself anymore because yeah it, once but you that's the thing it's like you could go to this outpost and queue up like hey i'm going to do the daily like anybody yeah. want to help and i'm sure someone would jump in mm-hmm. but um they were also talking about how you know in in the um between times of you know destiny 2 and destiny 2 expansion 1 2 3 whatever how it's going to be like releasing content that revisits the old destiny set pieces Mm -hmm. so like going back to earth and the moon and stuff like that and you know i would love to see all that kind of because they've already done really well in these expansions hitting the nostalgia level very well Mm -hmm. um especially in rise of iron and it would just make me so excited to go and play a new game for like months only to revisit old places and have new things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or hell, I mean, I, I was talking with Scott and even talking about, you know, the, the possibility of them just, you know, the traveler has left, <laughs> you know, fuck our inner solar system, Rasputin blows it up. Yeah. And now it's, you know, new races, new subclasses. You know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. that'd, that'd be neat, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they'll do that. No. I think there's too much lore built into, like, what, you know, Titans and Hunters and all that actually are. Do so. you think they'll create, they'll keep those? Yes. But, in, like, include, like, a fourth? Yes. I don't, I think we're going to have a lot more choices come Destiny 2. Like, I, I, w- so. I wouldn't be surprised if there's even, like, Diablo-style, like, six. That'd be good. You know? So that could be another reason why you're, you're, you're or even if it transfer. even if it's just like hunter, titan, and warlock mm-hmm. having like six subclasses. Yeah, you know that with a little more um, variance. Yeah, uh, with, with playing. But anyway, like whatever all this rumor is, I'm way more excited about it than anything that's Destiny One. Honestly, it's got it's probably got to be something big like that, considering how small Rise of Iron is, and they took a whole year yeah. to do this mm-hmm. because obviously they were also working on whatever Destiny Two yeah. is. I mean, apparently the team of like 750 plus employees is working on Destiny Two right now. It's a lot of employees. I didn't realize. And that it's big. slated to release late next year. So not the usual September, or I mean, I'm sure that's considered late. I think okay. that's late in the fiscal year. 
maybe. No, that's, that's probably only, like that's only Q three. That's starting yeah. Q three. So I mean, but I mean, I would consider this late two thousand sixteen. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited, and I think if they're going to be building a new system, actually, one of the other things I don't think we've mentioned yet is that it's going to be for PC. Yeah, that that was news. So that, that was like the whole like post really is that hey destiny 2 is coming to pc and that's cool yeah because that's a whole brand new that's another thing too like why would you transfer stuff when there's going to be a whole system that never had the first game i mean mass effect you can start mass effect 2 and not bring over a shepherd or you but, can bring but over I'm a shepherd. but i'm talking like an entire like system of people oh, that right. never had the chance well, to play destiny make, 1 to make new characters like yeah that's fine but, you know, that kind of sucks if there is an incentive or a oh, reason right. for, you know. No, that makes like sense. Like perks for people who transfer a character when PC couldn't even have the option of transferring a character. No, that makes sense. I, so, I mean, I know they did things like... They could make it where you could upload your character to just a Bungie server. So I could take my PS4 character and then remove them to PC. Yeah. I guess because I, I just I just don't I just don't foresee anything other than cosmetic transferring. That's fine, and I'm I'm completely no. Like okay I said, that's that. that's fine with that's yeah. fine with me. I mean, when to do like Mass Effect did it just they loaded your save file from like your fucking hard drive. Right. But when you went from Saints Row Saints Row three to Saints Row four, you had to literally upload your character to Volition servers and then re bring him back down, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, so you can't do it like that, and that would be cool if they did it like that because that way you can jump to xbox you can jump yeah. to pc if it's just cosmetic you know yeah i mean i even saw someone posting about how they thought it would be cool is you know coming up on year four and right before destiny 2 launches they make a quest where your guardian actually dies mm. and then is resurrected by a new ghost in oh, destiny yeah. 2 so i was like, like that's of, cool like I the mean, end of halo reach <laughs> yeah and i've always kind of thought that you know saturn and beyond is where this game would go because with the way things are going you know rasputin the only reason the traveler the traveler leaves and the lore like that's what the traveler does like it mm -hmm. he travels well he it's in the name he you know feels the danger and leaves that's why the fallen are after him and the only reason he is stuck here on earth is because Rasputin shot him mm. to where he couldn't fly away that's why it has the big hole in the bottom right and so it opted Gotta to fix him up yeah it, it's not even trying to save us it's trying to save itself there you go we have to fix the so, traveler and then we die yeah. So, I mean, what if it actually so we ends die up, like, on the traveler, so then we travel with him, yeah. and then we get resurrected. So I'm just thinking of something of, like, what if it's, like, it's finally able to leave a little bit and goes to Saturn, and that's when Rasputin, the war mine, unloads and blows up the inner solar system. Interesting theory. Or causes major damage. Like, yeah. maybe the planet's still there, but it's in even more rubble, and that's what we go back to later on. Interesting you know, theory. Fallen. <laughs> have to, yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see where it goes, but... That's a that's cool. a really exciting rumor to me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Uh we shall see. We shall see. Destiny. Uh, that's see, your joke. I know. Let's see what's coming out this week. Uh today on Friday. Yokai Watch two is coming out on your three DS. There are two versions of that game. Because it's number two. Bony Spirits or Fleshy Souls. That's some terrible names. Yeah. It's very, like... Red and blue, much more simple. I feel like that's, like, what you call, like, dildos or something. <laughs> uh, also, on your 3DS today, Azure Striker Gunvolt 2. Nice. Published by Yacht Games. Yacht Club Yacht Games. Yacht Games. The physical version. It's a Kiji Inafune joint. 
Mm -hmm. I was at that uh, I was at that panel at AX where he announced that game. That was weird. That was right after Mighty Number no. Nine. Hmm. Next Tuesday, uh, all on your PS4 and Xbox One. Atari Flashback Classics Volume One. Atari Flashback Classics Volume Two. Rocksmith 2014 Edition Remastered Volume Three. Volume Three. Yeah, they're they're calling it Rocksmith 2014 Remastered in 2016. Hell yeah! Good job, Ubisoft. Didn't like 2014 already come out on these systems? No, no. That's why it's remastered. Did they have a Rocksmith come out on these systems? I thought they did. I don't know. I, I thought it so. was 2014, but oh well, whatever. Who and, am I? And then also Warhammer: The End Times, Vermintide. Nice. Volume four. Volume four. And that's it for your new releases this week. Let's check the old inbox, GamewareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. We have an email this week Yay. from Marty. It says, hey, G-dubbers, I love last week's ep. Also really enjoyed your adorable guest in a winky face. Oh. <laughs> Wish I could say that I have been playing other games, but I've been way too addicted to WoW. I said this wasn't going to happen, but here I am. I am looking forward to finally playing Virginia this weekend, which just released last week. Yeah, that, that came out on console. Heard, looks interesting. Yeah, a buddy of mine was telling me about that. He was like, did you like... It was like, asked me if I like Firewatch. And I was like, yeah, sure did. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, check out Virginia. Check out Virginia. Uh, and in case you didn't hear, Campo Santos has announced they'll be making a film based on Firewatch. I hadn't heard. Uh, I really hope they get Rich Summer to be in it, the main voice actor for Firewatch and Madman Superstar. I hope so, too. <laughs> Also, they announced there will be a director commentary coming to Firewatch soon. Can't wait to replay it. What games would you guys love to replay with director commentary? Love you all. Keep on gaming, Marty and Toki. So what game would you like to uh, replay with director commentary? Oh, man. Uh, pretty much like any awesome indie game, like The Witness, mm -hmm. Hyperlight Drifter. I've never played a game with director commentary. I've never watched a movie with director commentary either. So, like, I don't yeah. know. Like, playing through Bioshock again, you can find director commentary. Like, you can find audio logs. Yeah. I just choose not to listen to them because... But I, see, I think that'd be really neat. Really games that just have, like, a sense of beauty to them. Like, Hyper Light Drifter, I would just love... Like, what's going... Like, why did he... I know the dude has a heart condition. Mm -hmm. So, it's like... That has to that obviously has some effect on you know what's going on in the game and right. what the enemies are and things like that. Jonathan Blow's mind is just mind blowing. <laughs> so uh. you know anything to deal with the witness would be interesting, mm -hmm. um, especially just wondering what the hell's going on. Yeah, um, a game like Abzu, yeah, like, you know, Journey, Journey, yeah, All Journey would kinda... be awesome. And even even some like bigger titles would be really interesting. Um, you know, Bioshock actually would be really cool. Yeah, if I wasn't like playing this again for the first time in nine years, I might have like picked up the director's commentary. But I'd like it's nine years is a long time, and I'm just yeah. like I want to play this again, like fresh. Probably something like Shadow of the Colossus or yeah. Ico. Mm -hmm. You know, especially big games like that that aren't very narrative driven, but very heavily narrative driven right. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just to kind of like expand on those worlds that are you don't really know much right. about that'd be neat cool thanks for that email marty gamewareexpress at gmail.com is that email address if you want to drop us a line and that brings us to special stages do you have one 
Uh, you still have Shaq looking at you. I do. Um, that's pretty much so special. That doesn't right? count. Man. I'll go first, let you think of something. Yeah, do that. Uh, it's, it's Netflix time and the Adam household. I just finished Stranger Things, finally. Started that on, like, Sunday. And, nice. And finished We're it. We're about to start that. I'm, like, two months late to that party, but it was, it was good. Yeah. I'm, like, two months in a day. Yeah. Uh, it, it was cool to check out. Apparently, it is, like, the highest viewed Netflix thing, more so than House of Cards and uh, Making a Murderer. Nice. So that's impressive. And then uh, today, Friday, September 30th, 2016, Marvel's Luke Cage uh, premieres. How is that? Uh, well, I'll tell you. It's uh, it's great. It's a guy, and his skin can't break, and he's in Harlem. Nice. Pretty cool. Um, so this is the next uh, one after like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. So gotcha. Super excited for more Marvel stuff. Well, I guess keeping on the trend of uh, shows and things to watch, I guess that's one thing I did do. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally watched Harry Potter number four. Oh, yeah. Keeping up with Neil learned yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was cool. The book is so much It was better. Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Well, see, here, here my, my so big like issue... It's thick, and there's well, more and more stuff that happens that they just fucking ruin that movie. My, yeah, my, I guess my big issue with it, as far as like just seeing the movies, is if it wasn't for the Triwizard Games, that was literally the same story as Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Like, a prisoner gets loose out of Azkaban, transforms into something else, and tries to kill Harry. Mm-hmm. Like. But the it, Triwizard it, Games are really cool. The dragons were neat. There's so much. Horntail. Yeah, I mean, you, you always hear it. There's so much more in the books. Yeah. But especially with 4, 5, and 6, there's so much cut because the books are so much bigger than 1, yeah. 2, and 3. And the movies are about the same. So, I really wish they could have split all of those movies like they did for 7. Yeah. But, but then you get to the point of Daniel Radcliffe's like 30. <laughs> no, they just film them. Like, they film a four-hour movie and then they just cut it in half. Yeah, but just make it a four-hour movie. I'd watch it. I'd watch that too. You know. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my favorite book. So when you go read them, yeah, um, it you'll see so much more. It was still yeah, it was really cool. Like I, I love the introduction of some of the characters. Like I really liked um, uh, what's it, Moody? Oh yeah, Mad Eye Moody. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was really cool. Even though like the one you see in the movie isn't really him. Right. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But I still just like like that character because I'm oh, sure yeah. it really was. It was like him because he yeah had to he make was Harry like him until the it. end. Yeah. Right. No, he's a cool um, character. He will show back up later. So yeah. And then uh, I just love the whole idea of, like, the games, and, like, I really liked Crumb. Yeah. Uh, He's a lot cooler in the book, too. And uh, I just kept making jokes about um, Robert Pattinson in yeah, the movie. Yeah, that sucks, because now you just see Twilight. Well, yeah, like, the whole time, Twilight, like, yeah. when he was like, Harry, there's something I must tell you, and I was just like, I'm a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so, because that was before Twilight, I'm pretty sure, so yeah, no one knew this guy yeah, he was. he was in it first, yeah, yeah, in that first, yeah. But, um, no, it was it was really good, like. You know, just still like production quality way better than the first two. Right. But yeah, you know, as far as the story goes, like the games were cool, but the in, the end part in the maze in the book is like a bazillion pages. And yeah, the movie, that it's was like, really cool. Actually, it's so too. much cool. Like there's so many different like objectives in the maze rather That's than just like I'm running through the maze. There's some thorns. So here's the, the here's the cup. Just get to the cup. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. Five is terrible. So have fun. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought this was, like, the terrible one. No, it's five. Oh. Because five is just, like, an angsty little 15-year-old prick. I guess that makes sense, because as I watched it, I was like, well, that wasn't terrible. It no. was just kind of the Like same I said, thing. four is my favorite book. So. So, what's next? Order of the Phoenix? Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Okay. Well, I'll get on that. Yeah. And keep you updated on NB Learns <laughs> HP. Ooh, I like that. That's a good hashtag. Uh, cool. So, that's our show. 
You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Adam Arinder. I am at Paradoxitar1, a.k.a. formerly known as Frisma Nuts. <laughs> you can find Gamer on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamerBR, or this podcast, facebook.com slash GamerExpress. You can listen to this on SoundCloud, where I post it every Friday, and on Xbox Music, Google Play, and iTunes. Creepy Shack Juice is still sitting here on my table that Neil is... Uh, oh. Open up on my computer. Be sure to check out our Extra Life campaign, which will be Saturday, November the fifth. Uh, are we at ten a.m. Central Daylight Time? Are we doing that campaign on easy, normal, or hard? Normal. It's going to be very difficult for me, honestly. <laughs> Got to stay up. No more <laughs> sleeping. Actually, my new schedule will probably help with that. You can sleep a little bit this year. Yes. I'm not going to be as much of like a crazy person like the first year. Uh, so that's going to be uh, twitch.tv slash teamgamewherebr. We are raising money for Our Lady of the Lake Children's Hospital here in Baton Rouge. So we would love your support. You're going to hear about this for the next six weeks. So get ready. And uh, we're really excited. We have a great list of games lined up. Um, we're still working on finalizing that list. PlayStation VR will be out by then, so we may or may not do something with that. Uh, but otherwise, we have 24 or maybe 25 hours of games uh, to play. Uh, Neil, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me. Everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.